Yeah, the suckiest vehicle in the whole line. GoCustoms.com is the home of the world's premier GI Joe customizing website. Its purpose to learn, improve, share, entertain, and showcase the work of the customizing community wherever and whenever possible to whomever shows interest. We'll help the community wherever they're customizing. Joe Customs is there. Joe Customs. Hello, this is John, aka P Love. This is Matt. I got a chuckle out of my wife. She's never heard your old shtick. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff, also known as Joe Michael Seventy. And hey, welcome to the post assembly required podcast that you may or may not hear this year. Hey guys, what's it doing? Is calling in? Yeah, I Batman my way in. <laughs> Hi, Bucky. Hi. I feel like somebody put up the buck symbol, and all of a sudden he appeared. What exactly would the buck symbol be? <laughs> would it be purple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a purple up in the sky. <laughs> no, probably a purple bike up in the sky. That's what I envision. Yeah. Hi, this is Bucky. That's all you need to know. <laughs> we're, we're just going to go through the timeline, like starting coming in on Friday and stuff. Jump in at any point you want to interact. All right. Thursday, I drove up to Cleveland, or the outskirts, and met up with uh, Brian, a.k.a. Nova, and Pat, a.k.a. Not Picard, and we drove across and stayed just outside of Iowa, as we do. Put action figures in the wipers for the 12-hour drive, or whatever, however long it was, and none of them lasted, you know, more than a single wipe. And then uh, came in on Friday to Saturday Manufacturing, which is where Brian Sarah runs his printing business and uh, helped <laughs> Josar put some of the labels on the curved surfaces of the drone that came from the Marvel Legends Falcon, which also is the Marvel 4-inch Falcon. And that was fun. That, that was fun. Within five seconds, I went to change a blade. Blade bounced on the table and poked me in the pinky and stabbed me. So I was bleeding within five seconds of being there. Yeah. <laughs> Brian told me to post it on, on Joe Customs as soon as possible and find out what to do for treatment. And then Brian and Nova, we started putting together a little bit of a, a chain along with Chad from the D-Class group and a couple of other people from the D-Class group and put together the exclusive figures. 
So, Bucky, do you want to tell us more about the exclusive builds, what went into them and whatnot, how that came about? Assembly Requires wanted to do something something figure exclusive for the long time. Um, ever, I think since almost since inception. I believe that the, the reason they didn't want to do it is they didn't want to do anything that was, um, for lack of a better term, like half a million. They wanted it to be production quality. And when Marauder came out, the idea was kind of kicked around to maybe do a Marauder figure. The attendance for AR isn't there to be able to make an exclusive just for that show. So what ended up happening is um, a couple of different guys, Brian Sauer and Marauder Rubin, Brian kind of came up with a general idea of what he wanted, and then I got in contact with Ruben, who he must have parts like spilling out of his closet because he had everything. He started going through different builds and sending me pictures, and if it kind of fit the gist of what I think we were looking for, then I sent him along to Brian for approval, and it didn't really take that long. We, we ended up having a couple different figure builds. Um, in order to separate them apart from just a Marauder figure that you can go on and order, that's where... Um, Kobe came in with the cast of the drone. I hand-painted 25 female hair. All I really did is add a stripe. That wasn't very fun. I don't know if I'd ever want to do that again. It felt like an assembly line. But the, the cool thing was is the packaging that Brian came up with. Um, they look like figures that you could go into a store and buy it right off the shelf. The packaging was amazing, and it really set it off. Yeah, the packaging is based on the Mexican individual carded figures, so it's a, a box with like a a side panel on it, <laughs> and it turns out it does actually say adult collectible. It's huge, huge thank you to uh, Brian for doing that, and uh, and for to Ruben and and John for um, setting all that up and providing us with the figures. Yeah, I, I know you didn't do like heavy modifications or anything like that, but uh. It, it was simple, but, I mean, still, you're doing, what was it, 25, 35? I can't remember. 20, yeah, 25. I, I pieced, I had all of those sitting here, and I had to piece all the figures. That was actually way harder than I thought it was. The, the painting of the hair on the female wasn't as bad as dumping all those parts out and individually sorting them to make sure each character had the right amount of each pouch. Right. That took forever. Yeah, and, and Pat, the <laughs> The variations expert, then going through and making sure, like, every figure, double-checking your work, making sure as we were boxing things up that every figure that was in the box had all of the little accessories that go with it. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Yeah, there was, um, I think we we ended up short a couple of pieces, and I I just ended up buying them myself and having them shipped here and do that. One of them was, like, we got a random helmet plug instead of a microphone or a... A detonator, I can't remember what it was, but for as cool as Marauder figures are, they actually, they're not problem-free, and he'll replace them for you if they are, but it was funny, I was piecing them all together, and one of the uh, one of the male figures actually had a backwards arm, and I thought, well, I can fix this, but then I, like, I couldn't figure out how to pop the torso on a Marauder figure, so I ended up just getting a whole other torso for it. I ended up uh, sawing it in half to get the arms off, in case I end up wanting to use them, but that was kind of funny. It's like even Marauder's not uh, immune to the Hasbro syndrome. Yeah, every once in a while it slips through QC. But, I mean, if you consider all the parts, that's insane. Oh, yeah. It, it gave me a new... I have, I have Marauder stuff. I have a lot of their accessories. Not, I don't have a whole lot of their figures, but it gave me a new appreciation for their figures. Um, I don't even have a Val, but having that Val in hand 
it's like these are actually they're really well made the I always thought the arms looked frail just because it's a it's a small female build but they held up really well and that's when when Jeff and Matt showed up that's not true you guys showed up right when Chris from the D class group pulled out some stuff that they'd trying to figure out from Gary Goggle's collection some of it was custom some of it was pre-production and some of it was somewhere in between and they couldn't quite figure out those in between ones and that's exactly when you guys showed up when we're trying to figure out whether something was professionally painted or custom painted that sounds about right Matt tell them the whole story we met at some point during the day well I just sat around my apartment for like four hours waiting for Jeff because we drove down together and then when he finally showed up we drove through Iowa I can see it like that experience there you go what was your favorite part about driving through Iowa this time I don't I think because it's not like previous times where we saw the you know the manly police uh, car and we didn't eat at the only Bennigan's left in the world yeah I don't uh, nothing nothing really stood out about this trip down that I can recall right sure you got something in mind nope it was no, pretty boring. We didn't even stop to pee. It, yes, we did. Oh. All right, then. We visited Albert Lee, Minnesota for the first time. Home of the Spam Museum, I think. Where's that? Yeah, somewhere down there. Woo, Spam. So, yeah, then we rolled into Des Moines. And then in the afternoon, was that four-ish? Uh, went over to the Saturday, which is the first time I'd been there. So that was that was cool. I'd never been to Saturday manufacturing before. And, uh... Picked up some stuff that uh, Brian had been putting together for us, said hi to everybody, and then promptly, uh, you know, went on to the next thing, which I'm sure John has some, some tales of. Well, wait, Jeff, what did you pick up from Saturday Manufacturing? Without getting too far ahead, Brian printed out some custom card backs for Joe Custom's presentation, so I picked those up, and then also he did a last-minute emergency print for me for my custom entry. Yay! Yeah. And then I think some people headed over to the hotel. Some people were still doing tables down at the Papa John Center. But we were all supposed to kind of converge on JCD and Hobby, a friend of the show. But he happened to be running his anniversary store special the very day, you know the very day of the show. So he didn't want to take all his inventory out of the store to come do assembly required. But he. He gave everybody a discount that came in that day, that's for sure. I mean, I there's a lot of good, you know, secondary stores around this area, my area, but that one is just huge and has a little bit of everything. They've got lots of, lots of, lots of. And, uh, How much money did you spend, Matt? $25. John? Under 20 I, I literally got like five figures, modern figures, uh, for the custom class the next day. And then I think some junk Star Wars droid stuff. No, I got I bought twenty bucks worth of headquarters parts. One of them I needed for my presentation on Saturday. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He said he got in. I can't remember whether it was a GI Joe collection or several GI Joe collections, and he set them up. One was it more than one? I, I really. Well, there was. Maybe it was just, he had just gotten in one, but it looked like there were several back there. You got to remember, I was coming from Nova House, so it's possible that was all one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there, but it, none of it was, like, pristine. It, it it was somebody's collection in totes and bins and stuff, so, yeah, everyone went through that, and I think a lot of people, not just us, but a lot of people were able to kind of cherry-pick 
parts and figures and accessories. There were some straight arm figures in there. I know everyone was looking at. Yeah, I thought people found some. There was definitely good stuff in there. If I bought vehicles or you know ARH stuff, it'd probably be stuff that I would have wanted. But I'm, I'm not at that point anymore. And then hotel and dinner. I think that's what everybody did. Everybody who hadn't gone back to the hotel went, checked in, brought up stuff. Matt helped me, and then disappeared into the dark. Didn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of regrouped and took shuttles over to the tap room for dinner. Except we didn't take a shuttle. We were on the third yeah. shuttle. would have been the third shuttle by people going over. And Mike Josiah was like, uh, let's just drive. And found us quite possibly the best parking spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Front and center, right in front of the door. Almost killed us trying to get it by <laughs> driving into another car. Did not. Pulled right up front. And then we went into a super crowded bar slash eatery. Yeah, we probably could have taken like the second or fourth or thirtieth shuttle and still been there in time for to get seated. But hey, you know, we got to try, uh, because we drove, instead of taking the shuttle, we got to stop at uh, Walgreens because I needed earplugs. <laughs> But we also got to try the, the new taste sensation that's sweeping the nation. John, you discovered that, so I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thirsty. There. I was thirsty, and you know the the hotel bar downstairs in the lobby is like five dollars per bottle drink or whatever. So we go we go into the whatever it was, and I'm looking at the sodas, and then I see uh, Mountain Dew Holiday Edition and. Pepsi salted caramel. I'm like, I, so I had them both in my hand. I was like, I gotta try one of these. We don't have these back home. And the guy who's working there goes, Oh, you gotta let me have, know how that is. I'm like, All right. So I show him that. And I was like, Well, now I gotta try it. And I, I'll give you this there was no false advertising. No, it, it tastes like Pepsi with salted caramel. But, in like, it. but like with periods between those words. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not, it's not like blended. It's not like it's not a melding of those flavors. Like vanilla coke tastes like you know those two things kind of you know got together and had a conversation about how this was going to work. This is just like you know Pepsi period salt yeah period. (laughs) It's it's the soda equivalent of like the sitcom line down the middle of the apartment thing. Like they're all in the same place, but they are not going to have any coexistence. It's <laughs> that is the most accurate way to describe that. You can really taste the salt, so you know if, that, if that's what you thought was missing from your your cola. Uh, there you go. You've got an option now. <laughs> Did you say colon or cola? <laughs> Either or, probably. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that it didn't have. I mean, I don't know that that specifically had an effect on anything on that end, but uh, you it know. did. <laughs> Oh, it, it definitely was mistake number one for me. Definitely. Yeah. After going to Iowa. <laughs> Love Iowa. I think I think I asked on the way in and on the way out, people actually live here on purpose. <laughs> no offense. Des Moines, Des Moines getting cooler every time we go, it seems like. There's, you know, now there's actually, like, restaurants and stuff that's open on the weekend, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> I think they're just catering I, I agree with Matt. I feel like it's I, I feel like it's really actually changed in the six years we've been going. Oh, tons. Hey, guys. Hey, Buck. Hi, Bucky. I live in Iowa. What? 
Why? No. <laughs> no, I'll back that up. It, it is quite uh, quiet and boring here, but the Des Moines is uh, one of the bigger areas that's been growing like crazy and all the suburbs are exploding and there's quite a few things going on down there so you're yeah you're definitely right it's getting a lot better it used to just kind of be like the one big city that had nothing for just like all the other cities and now it's uh quite entertaining i remember i went through there yeah i was going when my my mom was living in uh omaha so we went down there to visit her and it was like a sunday when we drove down we're like well we'll stop in des moines and get some lunch there was nothing i mean this was a few years ago so i mean there was like everything that was down there for restaurants was closed it's like what is this what kind of city is this and then i remembered that you know st paul exists it's pretty much the same deal so now they have restaurants and they they are open so that's that's a, a big big plus go to moines now they're on a track not to get too far ahead, but Brian had mentioned on Sunday that they're trying to bring in transit, and I, there was a little bit of, coming from D.C., I was a little bit of, like, why? <laughs> There's no traffic. <laughs> I guess if you make it easier, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's still a small enough city that you can park for free on the street on a weekend, so that's a thing, apparently. Like, I'm used to seeing that in, like, a small town here, you go there and you don't have to pay to feed the meter on a Sunday. Whatever around me, yeah, you're paying 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, so at the tap room, what I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys were prepared. I was not prepared for everybody who was in town for the show to be in this restaurant. There was like 30 people there. Oh, it had to have been more than that. It was right. more than that. I mean, it was, it was at least 35. Because I remember the waitress saying something about... <laughs> but it was way more than 30. It was at least 35. You're mocking me. <laughs> well, you, you were going to mock it. it was, I know you weren't intending to mock, but it came off that way. There was at least 30 people there. You're like, no, there was way more than that. It was 31. <laughs> anyway... I remember the waitress commenting that we were lucky to get someplace to eat within like four hours because there were so many in our party. Yeah, we, we probably should have taken over a smaller restaurant. Or at least gone someplace that took reservations. You know, when all was said and done, you know, it was, it was, it was decent, you know. Yeah. We got served. Quality. There was a retirement party that was taking up the corner that they wanted to put us. And they they were still ordering drinks long after dinner. So we oh, decided... They would not leave. So we just started filling in the tables around them, and eventually they left. You know, bon voyage. And then all of a sudden, Bucky showed up. Hi, Bucky. Hey. Remember when I slapped your bald head and licked it? I, uh, yeah, I haven't washed that spot yet. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into town, and then promptly, uh, I think I got a hold of a couple of people to see what was going on, and then I went to sleep. So I was pretty tired. And then I went to the tappers. Before or after the restaurant? I went to bed right after the restaurant, too. I'd been up since almost 4.30 in the morning. Jeez. And I didn't, uh, didn't sleep too well the night before, and I don't know if it was because I was excited to go to AR or if I was just not looking forward to the uh, two-hour drive across Iowa. I like how you're trying to complain about your two hours to the people who drove all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, you were talking earlier about the, uh, the transit maybe coming to Des Moines. It, 
that I think that's the only town in Iowa that has like more than two lanes on for the when it goes through town. It's I don't know. It's still pretty pretty easy to get through even in their rush hour. It's not that bad. So I'm not sure what they're getting all excited about. Did you mean it's the only town that has more than two streets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kid. almost we kid. Greg Greg was there from Crosshairs from Joe Customs, but also the voice on. What's on Joe Mine for me? What's on Joe Mine? And uh, he was there. He sat, sat right next to me, but he shaved his beard, so I didn't even recognize him for half the dinner till <laughs> Jeff t- till Jeff touched his taco. I did touch his tacos all weekend long. It wasn't until we got back and about four days later that I was like, that he posted something on Joe Customs about, hey, it was nice to see this close up. And I was like, wait, who are you? In real life. Anyway, then I figured out, oh, that dude who I hung out with all weekend long and talked to is actually Crosshairs. <laughs> yeah. And then Troy's head just appeared in the window while we were eating. That was cr- Oh, and by the way, eating a peanut butter burger, which is exactly kind of like the Pepsi, where it should be peanut butter, period, burger, period. <laughs> that... That glob of peanut butter did not quite meld with the cheeseburger underneath it. And that was that was mistake number two. <laughs> Aaron and his wife were there from Roman Collectibles. And Christopher and Kate McLeod were there. Uh, Christopher from the Full Force podcast. After dinner, Bucky, you took off, right? Yep, I went back to bed. Yeah. And uh, we, we caught up with Dream. He, he popped in we talked with him. And then headed back to the hotel, like, pretty much as soon as dinner was over. We didn't hang around that long. And uh, I think we all kind of regrouped, did what we had to do, and then came back down in the lobby. And by the time we got down there... I did go down the lobby on on Friday. I forgot about that. I think I (laughs) I gave Jeff a box of stuff that had been passed around between Billy and Dennis, and then Jason passed it off to me, Lance Sputnik. So we had some of that stuff. I know I had it. With the, my my takeaway from that was with me. And then we went down to the lobby where Raging Spoon was showing off some of his modular diorama walls and floors and stuff. Those are pretty cool. I'll be curious to see what happens with them. Yeah, these were definitely production, but early production. So he's trying to get some feedback from as many people as possible so he can see the direction people are looking for. I don't remember staying up too, too late on Friday. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. You know, I was definitely down in the lobby for maybe an hour tops. But knowing that we had to get back, you know, and that dealer setup was at 7 o'clock in the morning that Saturday. So I knew Brian Nova was going to be out the door as soon as possible. So I, I know I didn't mess around. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Prove wasn't too, like, the entire weekend, it, the weather wasn't too bad. Like, it was a little chilly on Sunday as we were leaving, but... You know, yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, yeah. it got way cooler here, you know, when I got home, so it yeah. was, in retrospect, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it, it was like 20-something, just barely 20, when I took the dogs out this morning. That was chilly. I had to come in and have some hot cocoa. Well, what was it there? Well, I think today it was 42, but it's been down in the teens and stuff. The wind was just nasty a couple days ago, so I'm, I'm stubbornly refusing to wear my coat. You know, I've just been wearing a hoodie, but I think I'm going to have to give up on that. Oh, forget that. I'm like an old man. I'm wearing gloves and a hat. I don't care. 
too old to get cold. So Saturday, Saturday morning, the Papa John Center. I'm there bright and early because I came with Nova, who has an entire traveling U-Haul that has to be unpacked. We see where our classroom is going to be, and it's an actual classroom. This is an education center. So they have tables that are, you know, one side's on wheels, so we can move the tables around and put them in a U-shape. We have an overhead projector hooked up to a computer, so I pull up joecustoms.com, and, you know, we have the side up top with our new banner up there, and they say G.I. Joe King's going to be in our room. I'm like, great. We'll put him along the left, which is the back as you're teaching, but to the left when you walk in. So people kind of start at the left if they don't want to customize and walk around. We're the, the far wall as you walk in, or the right as you're teaching, and we're taking up that side of it with our customs and stuff. So people kind of have to walk around the room to see all the stuff we brought. Bucky and Matt and I kind of set up the hallway, you know, so we have a table that's out there with uh, the customizing guide and Jeff's buttons. And uh, the old banner, the old site banner, we used, we didn't have signage that said Joe Customs class this way, so we used the old banner to kind of pull people down the hallway. And uh, I helped set up the tables for the custom contest, which starts at the beginning of the hallway that led to the class. So people would kind of walk the showroom floor and then kind of go down that hallway to see more stuff. What was I doing while you guys were doing all that? You were sleeping. Oh. Oh, that's right. Mike came and got you right, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You were there. You were there before the show started, so, you know, which is a first. <laughs> I think it might be, yes. Yeah. Mike and Matt brought in all this stuff and started helping unpack, and we started, like, the pink brushes and the cups, but <laughs> fortunately not not the table covers. We didn't get to the table covers until much later. Yeah, that was a little but, you know. <laughs> well, just figuring out where stuff was going to go and, like, the logistics of stuff, but trying to do it the morning of was a little weird. In retrospect, I think we I should have at least went with them when they were doing the tables, having never been there, to kind of see what would need to be done. I don't know if it would have helped at all, but I just kind of went in there blind and kind of had to figure it out as we went. Well, it was it was well it was well set up. Other than you know, we just didn't realize. I mean, we thought we were gonna have people in there wanting to do stuff so soon. Like they just it was, dove right in. It was weird. Like seven turned into nine fifty in a blink of an eye. So the show's getting ready to start, and then it's it's just after 10, but nobody's made their way down on us. And I'm like, oh, okay, we've severely overestimated people's interest in customizing. By 10.20, that room was hopping. Like, I, I can't even... We had, what, 8 to 12 people in that room already digging into parts and setting up custom. I'd set up the room so people would come, take their parts, go sit down. We'd give out paint brushes and, you know, a, a styrofoam plate so they can mix a palette. People were down on their knees squatting and taking parts right from the table and starting to put together their figure there. The parts table quickly turned into a, a cluster and a little bit of a mess. Yeah, people were tearing that up. Yeah. Customized like right there. At one point, it was split in between Modern and O-Ring, and that quickly just became one giant pile that included accessories and stuff. Well, believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. I've got to sort all that stuff back together now. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no, I volunteered. Well, I do. Got to get some boxes or something to put it all in. I think it'll be nice for next year, though, to have it all sorted. And then Mike showed up with Jeff. Who Cute. Was <laughs> Who had our new banner. Yes, the new banner. 
was there, which was great. It made its debut. And it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. The logo and the new banner, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And new shirts, Joe Harris, J-Man, made us new shirts with the new logo, and those were handed out to to people. We gave one to G.I. Joe King and a, a couple of the showrunners and stuff for helping out. Uh, Travis from the show uh, gave us a big old box of parts that we ended up using, geez, I want to say like 80% of it during the class. And then Bucky showed up. Hi, Bucky. Hi. <laughs> And he brought all of his customs and stuff along with him, which, by the way, Matt, you picked up his one of his sets of customs? Yeah, I, I messaged him about it. Okay. I got sent him some stuff anyway, but yeah, that was a bin that was left behind that I grabbed. That's my tradition. I did that last year, too, so sorry. Cute. Yeah, it's the, the trick. You leave something behind, you get a second date. Yeah. <laughs> a little behind the scenes for listener. So we're there, we have the Joe Customs display, we have the Joe Customs class, so we all have Jeff's toolbox was behind me, Matt's got some tools out, I've got my toolbox actually out so people can get to paint and you know, different colors of paint that I have with me. We've got, you know, people in the back customizing their sitting with G.I. Joe King, talking about dioramas and stuff. And then we have our own little bags of stuff that either we we picked up that morning from somebody or, you know, got off the sales floor. So there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on and just throwing stuff somewhere <laughs> to pick it up later. Uh, at one point, I actually lost one of the prizes Jeff brought. Uh, I guess we could talk about that. Again, we have the 4-inch mini goggles that we hide around the showroom floor, or Jeff hides around the showroom floor, and we gave out a few prizes. One of them was a collected edition comic book. Which which comic book was it, Jeff? Uh, one was Origins number two, and I think the other one was uh, the Transformers and G.I. Joe number one. Right. Or maybe that one went into the Donate. The, that one... I don't know, there were like three of them. It was the Transformer G.I. Joe one that I couldn't find that I think we gave to, to the show to, to give away. Uh, yeah. But we also, I had uh, Marauder Valkyries, the purple set that came from New Jersey Comic Con, and uh, another Valkyrie, the t-shirt edition, uh, white t-shirt edition that we gave away as prizes as people found it. Uh, Too Dark to See had sent along about a dozen metal cast pistols uh, that we gave for the show. I think we took some and then gave the rest of it to the show to give away. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Saturday, that class, the idea was that it was going to be a free-form build. People would pick up parts, put them together as a figure, and we kind of walked through different stages from breaking apart modern figures to painting and detailing and all this other stuff. And Jeff had a diorama build and a card back presentation, uh, and we'll go through those. But by 11.30, 11 o'clock, whenever Joe Zars started for casting, we realized that the audience for that was not in this room. These were... There were so many kids and parents helping them and some customizer who just had never customized at all. They never painted anything. So there was no there was no audience for detailing. Matt, did you end up doing a chest cracking tutorial for one person? I think I did one for G.I. Joe King and that was about it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had uh Joe do the casting presentation anyway. Just you know, if they wanted to listen or see. And he ended up having a few people 
actually check out what he was doing. That was one of them. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I know I saw him do it the last time he did it, but it still seems like it's dangerous and scary, so I watched him do it again. Yeah, the really cool thing about that was he was doing the nozzles, the exhaust nozzles from the Crusader slash Defiant shuttle. And we just so happened to have somebody give us a Crusader slash, uh, you know, it was a Crusader shuttle, just, you know, for whatever. And so we had it for the presentation, and later Jeff got it for some more fodder. It's more free fodder that he doesn't need walls for. By the way, I just took that thing apart today. That thing is fantastic. If you take it apart, there's actually some really cool tech detail inside it. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had one, but the scene at the show is pretty cool. I want to talk about what you found on the Crusader. Do you want to talk about that now or after your diorama thing? I can talk about it now. Are you talking about the picture I sent you today? Yeah. Okay, so I sent you a picture today, and hopefully you can include it with the podcast notes or whatever. And I'm not saying it is what I'm saying, but it sure looks like it, doesn't it? Yes. I think that Hasbro used zip ties in their design. Wouldn't surprise me based on what they, you know, what we know they, what we do know that they've used on, you know, for vehicle grievals. I, I'm, I know I'm skipping ahead, but during Jeff's diorama, he used the whole Buffalo tutorial. He mentioned zip ties and how he's found that, you know, cutting up zip ties is great for filling in holes and spots, especially if you're pulling stuff off of a vehicle piece. Voids. Right. Then he sends this picture of this Crusader, and right around the hatch on the bottom of it are these two strips, maybe four to five inches long each on either side of the hatch, that sure enough look exactly like zip ties. I mean, right down to the little angled bevels inside between the parallel runnings. And like I said, I don't know for sure that they did because I wasn't there, but holy crap, now I'm like, I feel justified. <laughs> I feel like I should get some more respect. I found that on my own. I, I have the Crusader. I've had it since it was first released. If you hadn't have pinpointed that that's probably what those are, I would have never suspected. Never. And it, the fact that it timed up, that this Crusader that we got is a freebie that just so happened to match Joe's ours casting demonstration and just so happened to use zip ties <laughs> in a way that you were using for your diorama, forget it. That's karma right there. That's too, too much all at once for you? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> anyway, I sent it along, and, and like I said, it may not be, but holy crap, how can it not be? Pretty sure, it just seems like it. So that was fun, pretty cool. Bucky, how, how was it the early part of the class for you? Well, I was supposed to do the torso cracking demonstration, and at the beginning of the class, like, there, I mean, there wasn't really anybody in there that I thought would really want to do a torso cracking demonstration, so I kind of, like, bounced around from the sales floor to the room, and then, then I just remember coming back to the room, and it was like a school bus had unloaded into our room, because there were just kids everywhere, and then, uh, so I hopped in, and I started helping them do the breaking down of the the figures there and um, getting web gear off of some of them and trying to pull the legs out. I think you actually helped me get the legs off of the Scarlet because I couldn't get them to budge. That pilot Scarlet trying to get her hips off. One of the young young girls there wanted to put on one of those snake skirts from Boss Fight onto a pilot Scarlet, and I guess I haven't done it in a while. Trying to get those legs off and back into that small little hip pocket. Yeah. That. I got him on there, but I'm trying to show this girl, like, customizing's fun. Meanwhile, I'm sweating. 
Sweating. Sweating. It was a struggle. The struggle is real. But we were doing the kids' custom corner. Actually, that was that was probably one of the most successful things that happened at Assembly Required. Come on, tell me it wasn't. The bouncing in between the, the uh, our room and the, the showroom and helping out with some of the um, AR stuff, I, I was talking to uh, Travis. He made comments that, yeah, that, that it's going over extremely well. It's really popular. And I almost feel like, you know, if it was that popular, we're probably going to have to do it again every year because it might be expected. At, at past shows, you had kids come in with their parents and then... Um, Outside of a couple games and then things to keep them busy, there wasn't any real things for them to do while their parents milled around and bought toys that they shouldn't be buying in the first place. Our room remedied that situation. Yeah, there was a G.I. Joe arcade right outside, and you could tell, like, people our age would stop by and play it. I know I certainly did. I played with Christopher. They would eventually end up in the customizing, and there were parents there. There was a mom down on her knees. <laughs> Custom, you know, helping their little kids paint and stuff. It was beautiful, but it, it was a lot of work. But also, at the end of the day, really gratifying. That was pretty um, good. That was nice of you to say. If um, you look at last year's pictures of AR, when uh, Billy, I think it's Billy, Matt, and I are, are at the front of the class. There's a, there's a kid with glasses in the front row. That same kid was back this year, and he painted that dusty. Yeah, he's been he's been there most years. I can't remember who was. Roshan's. Is he Roshan's? Yeah, Roshan's. From D-Class. Yeah, no, when we did the the vamp build, he got into de-customizing. So, this was his first figure, though. And and again, having that overhead projector where we could, you know, go on the internet and say, okay, Desert Camel, and pull up, you know, the images and have a whole page of different kinds of Desert Camel that he could kind of look at and get an idea of, you know, how much light brown versus dark brown to use on his custom that was really helpful. That was a really helpful tool for us. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather do this than have our table at JoeCon. You know, this feels like we finally moved beyond just showing. And, I mean, it's the next obvious step for us, which is to teach or create a space where people can come in and try things or do things that, you know, they've never thought of or cared about or, or were worried to try. So Jeff's about to start his whole Buffalo diorama thing, and there's some guys milling about with G.I. Joe King, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start this diorama presentation, no interest. I, I believe the exact phrase, I started with a bunch of free <laughs> and that got their attention, they sat down. <laughs> so G.I. Joe King, he turned around, so he's watching, I went to the back to make sure I could hear everything and stuff, and Jeff kicks into his using the whole Buffalo. And what was the thought process behind that? And you can leave out the part where no one believed you that this would work. <laughs> the basic idea of the whole buffalo, obviously, is is a, a riff off of the Native American thing that you just don't waste anything. My idea was is that don't throw anything away because pretty much anything can be used. And so then I tried to proceed and show everybody that you can use everything. My goal, and I know we talked about this, John, about how you felt my... I, I could have went with an outline to be better chronologically correct in my presentation. But my goal was just kind of to show how you can take these weird things that shouldn't fit together, add a handful of tools, and make them all fit together. And then once you paint it, they do fit together. I felt like it went over pretty well, and I think that the 
people that were in the class that cared about the, what I was talking about got something out of it. I was pretty flattered when, at the end of it, uh, G.I. Joe King came up and took pictures of my Moray doc because it was actually his diorama last year or the year before where I got the idea to do it in the first place. What did you walk away from after that diorama tutorial? He had the before and after, and of course he had the after already built that the person I'm speaking of is Jeff. And I kind of looked at it, and you know, I have junk laying around. I'm like, oh, you know, that looks really interesting. I could do that. So I asked Jeff to give me the before parts so I could take them home with me, gather up some of my kibble and bits or whatever you guys call that stuff, and uh, try to replicate it or make something different with the same parts. So that's my challenge to myself, and then kind of just challenge me to get it done by uh, custom celebration. Currently, it's sitting in a bag still, but I, uh, I'll get to it very soon, I promise. I made mine in an afternoon, Bucky. You'll be fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. he gave you the crack file. What more do you need? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to put that on there or if I'm going to use it. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Actually, didn't I... Didn't I make a second one in front of the whole class in less than 15 minutes? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, the thing that you gave him right before his tutorial started, you want to just do an intro for that sound clip? Hey, everybody. It's me, Bucky. Hi, Bucky. Here's, hey, here's a sound clip of me trying to make Jeff cry. Do you remember when you mentioned that you were going to be not sure? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. You want to make that 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 you want Look at you, did <laughs> Are those goosebumps? No, I might. There's, there's a roll of paper towel. Right now, you need to get a picture with it. Well, the <laughs> Try. Succeeded. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that was fun. You're getting me all worked up again. <laughs> like, more <or> ear. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that wasn't my go-to reaction, but now I'm thinking twice. The sales floor, you had Roma collectibles on one end, and you had Nova on the other. You had Roshan there with a lot of Gary Goggles collection that they were trying to get rid of. D-Class had a booth that was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome, considering it's D-Class and everything. Rage and Spoon was there with his cast. I know I went through and got, I probably spent $30. Then AVAX Lab was there. He had more cast parts. One of the greatest dioramas I've ever seen set up with custom vehicles and stuff was part of the, the entry. It had to be vehicle entry because it was too big and stuff, but it, it was just, you know, giant. You also had at least three or four, maybe six private vendors, as well as uh, Codename Iowa had a table set up. They had Ron Wagner there, doing oh, sketches for sale. It was a real deal. It was legit all the way around. Nick was there, Greg was there, they set up his dealers, and Troy was there doing sketches. I don't think we were able to show those sketches. Well, not the one he gave me, anyway. We're <laughs> out the, the, the size. <laughs> <laughs> For a smaller show, there was a lot going on. I actually spent, I mean, so a little bit of it was a fluke, but usually when I go to the show, I don't spend a ton. Last year, I think I came back with more than I left with, but this year, yeah, it was, you know, with Roma there, I was, you know, I was able to get some boss fight stuff I've been kind of, you know, slack on, and then, uh, you know, found some other things that I wasn't expecting to find. So yeah, it's the most I've spent in the show in a while. But 
Lucky, did you pick up anything? I picked up some web gear for Raging Spoon, some missiles for a project at Nova. I bought a boss fight accessory pack. I didn't have a figure in it. Uh, it was like snake armor. But really, no, I didn't. I don't think I bought a whole lot of anything. Matt brought some, uh, what was it, the Twin Peaks oh, yeah. figures. I, uh, I finished my Say Anything figure this morning. <laughs> And I'm going to give it up on trying to upload the rest of them. So I think I'm just going to add them in my bins. Nope, save them. We'll use them for door prizes or something. Well, yeah, but I can use these parts. Okay, well, anything you don't use, that's saved. <laughs> I didn't go looking for anything. And I wound up spending, like, I don't know, 150 bucks. Now, granted, 60 of that was Maroon Typhoon wanted a Wild Bill sketch from Ron Wagner. So I paid for that out of cash. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. And everybody... Everybody drew me in. Plus a big tote of junk vehicles from Nova. That didn't hurt. Plus a defined <laughs> complex that was trash. You know, my definition of trash and your definition of trash must be different. <laughs> it, it, trash, it, it definitely got more banged up in the U-Haul. Well, it's definitely getting used in my basement. Destro's Castle? That's a little bit, Maybe. And so, back to the contest entry. Did you guys see anything from the vehicle or figure contest entries that you guys liked or anything stick out? I'd have to go back to the pictures to, to be 100% sure, but there's good stuff every year. They were actually part of the contest, I think, because he won some of them last year, but Travis Weber's Overwatch customs are just really well done. It's not a property that uh, too well versed in. The figures are really nicely done. Yeah, no, those some that was some good stuff. I'm always excited to see quality work in person. It's one thing to see stuff online, but then you see in person, I really appreciate the work that went into some of that stuff. Bucky, did you see anything that stood out? I actually voted for uh, Jeff's hot rod deal just because I thought it looked really good and the artwork behind it. You could see how he tried to match it up, and that stood out to me. Stop it. I, I, I didn't know it was yours at first. I'm like, oh, that's some cool artwork, and then so that's why you voted for it. If I would have known, I would have known. <laughs> that one stood out for me, and then I'll... No, I think for that one, too, with, with full knowledge of who it was. Yeah. Wow, in spite of yourself, man. It was, hey, it was the one I liked the most. Now, that was some good stuff. Let's see. I, I think I voted for... No, the vehicle. I voted for AVAX. I voted for Kobe's... Did you realize that was an entry? I, honestly, I didn't either. I thought that was just him showing... Uh, yeah, get the diorama skills, I guess. No, it was an actual entry. It was entry number well, six. I, I, I know it's not later. I know because I had number five written in there, which was uh, Jeff's, and then I had to write over it to turn it into a six. <laughs> but Jeff, I really like the figure with your entry. That was fantastic. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> always a bridesmaid. Did you make that figure? Stop it. I contributed. <laughs> there was a lot of Jeff contributing this weekend. We'll get to that. But who who actually customized the figure? The figure was made by Dr. Bindi because he was sick and tired of trying to tell me how it should look. And every time I would say, you mean like this? He would say, no, not like that. And after about a month of back and forth, and I'm not even joking, a month of back and forth like that, he was like, you know what? Just stop working on it. I'll send it to you. And that's what I wound up with. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that happens a lot to you. Something tells you what? That happens a lot to you. Well, <laughs> just stop. I'll do it. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. Uh, I thought I was really articulating my vision. And he was like, your vision is stupid. 
And here's what you really want. And I was like, no, that's not what I really want. He's like, no, it really is. And I'm like, no, it's not. And he was like, well, then here, just take this. And I was like, well, this is exactly what I want. <laughs> and it does look really good. And I don't, yes, it would have been cool to win that trophy or whatever, but then I would have been worried about, do I keep it? Do I give it to Bindi? You know? So, in the end, I'm just glad. I mean, the figure makes the vehicle and the art ties it all in. And in the end, holy fuck, I've got a shelf just for this because it all came together so cool. Yeah, that artwork, and I, I think the combination of the artwork and the, the really cool chariot and then the figure itself, just all around good job. Yeah, every, everything, it, it ties together really well. Each piece complements and adds to the whole. Now, how are we going to up that one? I think you have an idea. Uh, so, figures, I did vote for that Destro, that one. I thought that was really well done. If uh, that guy who came in with the sculpted snake eyes and female snake eyes and the actual little metal rings on the grenade, if he'd entered those even as works in progress, I probably would have voted for those, though. That I, nice. I was just going to upcut you to say the same thing. He could have entered those as he laid them on the table. And I would have voted for him. Yeah. One of the great things when, especially at Assembly Required, a little bit of joke on people come up to us and, you know, show us their customs or talk about their customs. But Assembly Required, especially when we're doing the class, people actually bring their customs and some, in some cases their own tools to work on their customs during the class. And this, this guy, I'm sorry, I'm totally blanking on the name, showed us some of the sculpting he was doing and you know, over the course of months and stuff with the, with the kid and stuff. But uh, it, it was just amazing. Like, really amazing. Honestly, that might be some of the best outside of, outside of Rage on Max and maybe some of, uh, I don't know, outside of Rage on Max, that might be the best scale sculpting I've seen besides Boss Fight. Sith Fire, Dayton, he does really top-notch stuff too. So, but yeah, it, as far as the G.I. Joe customizer... Strict, you know, strictly the idea customizer. Yeah, he's, he's way up there. Again, sorry I can't remember his name. I don't know that I ever got his name. Did anybody get his name? I definitely didn't. He might have said it, but I was just like, you know, it was like, wah, wah, wah. I was just like, oh my god, look at this sculpted. I can't do this. Who is the bald guy that hung around for quite a bit? Bucky. No, the, the skinny bald guy. Bucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, the skinny ball guy with glasses who hung around for quite a bit of the afternoon, painting and whatnot. I mean, uh, he's, he's, on, he's on Facebook. Is he one of our guys? I don't think he's on the board. No, but he's, he's on Facebook as uh, Chris Bingham or Roger Yeah. Ah, gotcha. All right. I was trying to put it together. He seemed like he was familiar with us, but I didn't recognize him at all. So, Jeff, I know you brought the Flint Stone, you know, figure and vehicle and John Jett's art and stuff. Did any of you guys bring anything new specifically for the, the display, the Joe Customs display? I brought the Nova Wall just to show it off because it was new and I just wanted to show it off or whatever. But as far as putting something into the display, I did not. Yeah, something like that permanently, no, I didn't bring anything. Did you bring anything new to show off? A few things and stuff that I don't want to talk about. Anybody at the show got a sneak preview. Lucky knows what I'm talking about. I can't think if I had anything else to show that I haven't shown off online, at least. I think it was just that stuff. 
So, not a ton, but, you know, it was a handful of figures for something that's come out. Did you? Nothing that hadn't been seen before, but I did bring JCW Ronald McDonald to go along with the Burger King for the display. Oh, uh, I brought Too Dark to See's fridge and his the fridge cart. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's fun. But I, I took that home with me because that's going to my display. Sorry, Joe Customs. <laughs> um, for the contest, I brought my Game of Thrones customs that had just been shown at the, for the NJC, but those didn't. Surprisingly, not a lot of kids know about Game of Thrones, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my, that dragon that I made, like, the morning of. That's what you're yeah. talking about. You made that out of pieces from JCD and Hobby. I was there when you did it. Yes. Cute. We have shared history. <laughs> Using some of the glue that we got from Lance Sputnik and Amazon Girl. I'm not going to lie. That was that was really cool, actually. And that's going to last us as a club or quite some time. Yeah, I don't think I'll have to buy glue ever. But it's not going <laughs> to stop me from asking him next year. <laughs> We got some precision applicators and precision gel and all this stuff and just way more glue than we ever needed. And those precision applicators went over gangbusters. And then there was custom carding. Which we had scheduled and almost lost because right before that was supposed to start was the beginning of speed painting. Taken from Raptor and the Canadian Jocon and JC North was this speed painting contest, which kind of worked the clock because you only have an hour to finish up. We have to give up the room. So, <laughs> you know, so everyone that had been working on stuff, it's like you only have this amount of time and everybody who was trying to scramble to do something, including Jeff, who'd put together parts. And then people walked in and was like, I thought you guys were doing card back. And Jeff's like, do you want to do card back? They're like, yeah, we want to see card back. John, paint the neck black, stop some gray on there. <laughs> well, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> And we had Raven Spoon's wife in there, who had surprisingly given Raven Spoon's, you know, cast and stuff, had never customized a figure. So she's working on her first figure. I'm working on Jesse. We have everybody, like, screaming. Joe's always yelling out time, 30 minutes! <laughs> Everyone's trying to finish up, get the figures put together. Uh, there's heads flying across the room. People are putting parts back together. Trends. All the while I'm giving the presentation about custom card backing over the top of all that happening. Yeah. People are handing out cards. Matt and Mike are like, like I'm just finger pointing. It's like, go out them, go out them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's scrolling around trying to get everything together. Bucky, Bucky handed out the, the card packs and then we had some listeners so that everybody could do this at home if they wanted to type of thing. Ten minutes! <laughs> Five minutes! Oh my god, oh my god, I'm not going to get finished! Jeff, yours is done. <laughs> Time! And everyone's like, brushes down, brushes down! I gotta say, that last 20 minutes was the funnest I've had festivizing. Those people were scrambling. So I went out and grabbed Velva, who had agreed beforehand to come in and judge, and everybody had their customs lined up on the, on the side table, and Nova came in and he took a look at everything, and he was like, what's the criteria? I said, it's your favorite, John. He picked your LBC. Sweet! <laughs> <laughs> then John and I looked at each other and thought, that, that's not okay. Yeah, so we told him to pick his second favorite, which turned out to be Raven Spoon's wife and Cole. Who had learned to customize that day, and then after learning that you can take the thighs apart, looked at me like I cheated her. 
<laughs> and said she was going to take that custom home and actually like sand joints and like actually make it a better figure once she got home now that she knows how to customize. So that was pretty amazing. And then that was it. Class is over. Was it? We have a figure of that for that sandwich. <laughs> it's not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think you put it in Bucky's thing. I think that's what happened. I swear to God, I threw it in the big box, but it's not in the big box. I've gone through everything. I, it's not at my house. Oh, well, you guys, everything I've got is stuff that I pretty much personally packed, so I don't think it's here either. What exactly are you missing? Half a Subway sandwich missing. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should check that back full of random parts you gave me and make sure it's not there still in my trunk. <laughs> uh, you might want to do that. I'm not yeah. even joking. You'll find out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God in heaven. If you love me, you just have to do a subway Did you bring your laptop up there and check right now? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, if the bread is hard enough, I'll use it in my, uh, my display. <laughs> I've been such a good boy, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not on speaking terms, but if you could do me this one solid. So then we did a bunch of drawings at the end, and that was fun. And then everybody broke down and started cleaning up. And then what did you guys do? Bucky. Yeah. 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 Saying goodbye. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Didn't work, though. Yeah. Yeah. I got shot. How many people hugged you? Three. <laughs> How many survived? <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, you don't see Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow acting thing. It's like that, you know, exploding heart punch here. And before your body realizes it. So it's going to get, it's catching up. <laughs> I, I drove home and uh, I unpacked and I thought, oh, I'm not going to touch any G.I. Joes for a while. And then I, I got back in my uh, tiny little room that I have, paint and everything, and I looked at all the garbage that I've been accumulating and immediately boxed it up to get ready to send to Jeff for his challenge. <laughs> so, two things from the end of the show. One is that not only did Brian and the showrunners get trophies for all the customizing entries, but they also got one for our little speed painting contest one, which I thought was really cool. They didn't have to do that. That was our own little thing that we kind of threw together, but he went ahead and made a trophy for that. So the person who won, who had just customized earlier that day for the first time, walked home with a trophy, which I thought was amazing. And the second favorite thing was that somebody donated Ford America to the show for the raffle. And the person who won it was standing right next to Jeff and I. And when he won, he walked back and said, yeah, his, his, I'm assuming girlfriend, but I don't know. Could win sister, friend, whatever. He's like, hey, I won something. That's awesome. Just, yeah, I'm the suckiest vehicle in the whole line. Love Joe Custom. Who donated that, Jeff? Well, me. <laughs> so that was fantastic. <laughs> That really was fantastic, actually. I won that uh, San Diego set from this year. That was, that was kind of cool. Oh, uh, the missile plan or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that was really Two years ago, I won, I won another San Diego set, so I don't know if it's like a... Did you decide that you were going to give me that missile set or what? <laughs> I, I didn't know that that was uh, in discussion at all. Well, I thought when we were talking about it on the showroom floor and you saw the look in my eye when you were holding it, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of... And then I did the whole puppy dog story, and she 
And you were like, eh, I don't really care about it. And I, I went further about crying about the fact that I didn't win. I thought maybe you'd just pick up on that. Oh, I just thought you were flirting with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing I won that day, because there were lots of prizes, and everybody, there a lot of people won things, especially like two guys won half the time, and that's no lie. But I won something off the first go-around the table, and that was one of Matt's Twin Peaks sets. Which I just bought two from him. And I was like, God, just leave it there and draw again. I should have said, I'll take a consolation prize. Like, fuck these missiles to answer. <laughs> you should have. But you didn't. No, I didn't. I was trying to be bigger than that. The guy right behind us that was manning the uh, table right when you walk in, uh, immediately was like, oh, here, here, you bucks for it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know, in six months I'm going to look at it and go, I don't, I don't need that. I'm not going to Jeff, did you win something from the raffle? Uh, yeah, I won the, the poster. I actually let Matt take the poster. There was something else with that. Yeah, one of that AR. I don't know if it was Gaucho, Matt. Who was it? Was it Gung Ho or Gaucho? The AR Codename Iowa t-shirt with the poster. Right. Yeah, they did have one of each. One was Gung Ho and one was Gaucho, but I can't remember which one you won. I just remember looking down and it's like, in sequential order, I'm going through the tickets and realizing that you had to have had the next <laughs> ticket. And that was like, funny because I was looking at your tickets. <laughs> and I was like, God, we were so close. And you're like, dude, it's right there. And I was like, oh, and they were like, too late. And I was like, oh, come on. I was looking at John's tickets. But they still let me have the t-shirt. And then the, the Robo spell and was one and you were one ticket off. Yes. Went to... Yeah. One of them owls. Alright, I gotta be talking about what we did afterwards, I'll be right back. Well, I was in pain. Matt and I packed up the show along with Mike, took care of half And Jeff, Jeff also packed up the show. No, Jeff went to the bathroom and never came back. <laughs> That's not true. No, there was so much, again, packing up the Joe Customs this way, packing up the Joe Cousins' class stuff, you cleaned up, you know, paints, empty water, and stuff like that. G.I. Joe King actually helped us with that, took care of some of that. Last minute clean up and stuff. Uh, found Bucky's customs, he'd left behind, that others. Yeah, we packed up cars, packed up Nova, headed back to the hotel where everybody was chilling in the lobby. We didn't go down to the lobby, that was after we came back. We went to the movies. Because nobody wanted, after going through the tap room and still having peanut butter hamburger in my stomach, like I, I skipped lunch because just always on the go. Mike said he knew a place. And we would go catch dinner and go see the new Philip. Went to Jeffro's for dinner. I had some awesome mac and cheese with meats, too much meats. And then soft pork, which was hilarious. And then Sunday, everybody kind of headed out. There was brunch for some of us but uh, at, at Bubba's, but other than that, it was just saying goodbye. It was over so quick, you know. It, just a really condensed version of a Joe meet. Man, the, the next time we talk, it's probably going to be custom celebration. Yep, it's probably going to be celebration time. Uh. Maybe we'll get some... Maybe we'll uh, be doing our Joe Customs Awards, which, by the way, hopefully this gets up before the end of the year. It didn't. And he's not getting it this year. Neither of them did. No. I know. Watch him win with your figure. <laughs> <laughs>
Matt's, Matt's been sacrificed to the Skype gods. Any parting shots on this one? Any shout-outs you want to give anyone at the show? It was a good year. You know, that AR, like, put it over the top. And even though next year is supposedly the last JoeCon, I'm really looking forward to Assembly Required 2018. Yeah, me too. I'd like to have one more person in the classroom with us. Uh, who that is is up in the air. Hopefully Dennis, maybe Billy. Dennis. Yeah. Jack and Dennis. I, I'd love to bring Lance Bucknick to that. I think he'd have a good time. But just one more person to to help with the rotation of things would have been nice. I, I feel like I was going from the second the doors opened to this, you know, the end of the raffle. Just not a lot of breaks in between. But, man, yeah, it, it was popular. We have some tweaks we want to do, but it worked out really, really well for everybody, I think. Well, cool. I had a great time. It was, it was awesome seeing both of you guys. So I'm, I'm on board again. Yeah, I'll definitely be there next year. I think um, talking with a couple of the local guys there, they they told me about, God, I think it was the Ramada or somebody has an indoor water park. So one of the things I always wanted to do was like bring my kids. They'd get a kick out of the customizing class and, and, and walking around and seeing that stuff. But at the same time, I'm involved with the show itself and our class. It's like I can't have the, them there all day. So I think next year my kids might pop in and, when they get bored, my wife can take them to the water park, and I might be able to stay for more than one day. Instead of getting there late on a Friday and leaving late Saturday, I could stay there Friday and Saturday night, and that way I can spend a little bit more time hanging out and not so much time driving to get back home and go to sleep. Jeff, you got a new roomie. <laughs> we got a place for you, Bucky. It's right between me and Joe's are. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Do you know what you're going to be doing for an exclusive next year? Uh, uh, are you recording? No. Okay. <laughs> There's three ideas out there right now. What's the, do you know what the overarching theme, like this year's theme was Red Shadows. Do you know what next year's is? No. And to be honest, uh, we usually, I don't really, since I don't really talk to them all that often, I usually find out when we have our post-con get-together to start planning for AR. And I honestly don't know if anybody knows outside yeah. of Brian and maybe um, maybe Travis as to what they might be leaning towards because that's kind of when they they let us know what the theme is. That makes sense. You kind of got to see what you know Savage and Lane come up with JoeCon, so you're not doing the same thing. That makes sense, right? I'm pretty sure that this year's is going to be. I don't know what they'll call it, but I'm uh, talking with Troy. And I always find it fascinating. I don't know how much he could actually talk about that stuff, like if he ever had him on a podcast about some of the heads he designed. I mean, most of the heads he designed for the Sky Patrol set were made in mind to be used on two or three fifty years down the road. Um, and he, he started naming some of them off, like, well, this guy is this guy, if they choose to do them. And that's all he kept saying, if they choose to do them. I think either we're going to get him in FSS, or I could see them doing that as a concept. <laughs> but I, I, I could be way off, too, I I mean, that, he was just saying that when he designed a head, it was it was kind of for the purpose of being used more than once. Right. And you already see that with um, some of those heads have already made an appearance with, like, Scoop and, and whatnot. Right. And even General Mayhem, they use, you know, the head for ambush and the coat for worms. So, yeah, you're, you're seeing anything that's new 
definitely has a repurpose on my in mind later down the road. Yeah, I can't. I mean, it, it's the club, so like you never know exactly what they're gonna do. But if their their trend has been, you know, go back to um, sub teams instead of being something original. And All right. Anything else for AR? I think we we covered everything. I'm good. Yeah, I got nothing else to say except tell people to. The show gets bigger every year, and it's a little bit cooler every year, so if you haven't been to one, show up. I always like it when people, you come up with a contest and people participate, and I don't know, we'll see. No, I like it when you come up with a contest and nobody participates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's, that's about happened before, so. In the AC, there's only two left. And then it's, what, retirement, or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've had dwindling interest, so the idea is if we can just get it. To a hundred. Oh, I gotcha. And then retire it. Like, what's the What's the next theme? Asgardians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Count me out. <laughs> what? Who's, maybe somebody will win one, and uh, I'll get really interested in it and participate in the last one. I don't know. It's a retro toy box. <laughs> yeah. I almost did that music one. I uh, I pieced together a, a Michael Jackson figure out of that. Um, that red 25th Cobra Commander with the red shoes and everything. Yeah. And then I just kind of lost interest and never touched it again. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. Things happen. So, Jeff, are you going to make a Valkyrie? I, I'm torn. I feel like that's who I should make, but I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't come up with one exactly yet. What are you doing? Well, I was going to get a <laughs> figure okay. you know, yeah. and put it on a body and call it... <laughs> But those figures, even the five points of articulation, they're they're fifty bucks. And uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm thinking Valkyrie. Uh, maybe a Hela or Hela if I can come up with a good way of doing the headdress. Man, did you see that Hot Toys version of her? I did. As a matter of fact, I've never thought about buying a Hot Toys before until I saw that. I mean, like honestly, it looks like her. It look you could put that picture next to her photo, and it would be like, wait, which one's a toy? They've been really good with the faces and you know the Iron Man armors and all that stuff. This is the first one where, with those shooting, I don't know, rock daggers or whatever they are, it seems like they went into the movie, cut out a frame of it, and three D printed it, and that's the figure. Yep. Yeah. I, what's the price point on those toys? Are they three hundred bucks? Four hundred bucks? What are they? Yeah. I think they're three to four hundred. I was eyeballing that Keaton Batman for a long time, and I just really wanted it. I never pulled the trigger just because it was like that's a five hundred dollar statue. Yeah, right. So I'm not gonna ever touch it. So some of the smaller low end are like between two two fifty and three, and then the more stuff they put in, if they do like a second exclusive head or something, it, it's like just under five hundred, and then like. The big old Hulks and Hulk, Hulk Buster armor and stuff that tends to be over five hundred. Yeah, they ain't cheap. All right, well I'm off to work on my special Joe Customs project. Josh, we invite Bucky to this. Do you think he's got enough on his plate? He's probably got enough on his plate, but I'd like to hear what it is. What's on my plate? Hey, Bucky. Yeah. You got any shelled Rams at your house? What's a Ram? The cycle. Yeah, yes. a motorcycle. I do, but I gave it to my kid. Can you get it back? Uh, maybe. He really likes motorcycles, but if I get him another motorcycle, he might not ever notice it's gone. You want to be part of a special project at Joe Customs? Uh, 
how long is it going to take? I don't know. How fast can you make a jet bike out of your Ram? A jet out of the Ram? A jet bike. A jet bike. Oh. I don't know. Less than a month. Sounds like you're you want to You want to be, be a part of a special project at Joe Customs? Sure. <laughs> you want to be part of another special project? <laughs> yeah. I, I, can, I can squeeze it in. I've got to finish up uh, my very first ever commission from uh, Scramble, but that's almost done. Oh, and then I, I could squeeze it in. John, if we had Bucky, that makes six. That's a good number for brackets and stuff for our first race. Uh, is this like um, basically by flying bikes, you mean cutting the wheels off and like adding thrusters, kind of like a flying bike, right? Correct. Okay. A jet bike. I don't want to hamper your vision, Bucky, but that sounds pretty accurate. Okay. And it has the base has to be a ram. The base that's that's the common thread between everybody's custom is that it needs to start from a ram. Okay. All right. I have a junked uh, Robotech motorcycle too. Nope. No. Okay. Ram. I can do the ram. I've actually got a new pair of thrusters sitting here from Wah that. Well, I don't want to tell you. You might steal it. Yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> you know that, uh, that Dollar General jet that everybody wants? Yeah. I, I found one of those, and like uh, the, I got the white one, and the two space guys come with... One of them comes with this giant backpack, and it's nothing but two thrusters. That's useful. funny, because I got your box of fodder yesterday, and in there, not only are there two good engines to use on my Bandit Custom, but I also found the thrusters for my jet bike. Oh, yeah? yeah. I, I sent you all the thrusters I had, and then these came along, so... Yeah, that works. All right, I'm, I'm going to add you to a Facebook group that explains what we have going on so you can at least get some background on it, but... Uh, Is this uh, for anything in particular, like custom celebration or anything? Or just No, but that would be about the right time, actually. Yeah. So that... That might be fun. Now we're doing, we got an idea that's kind of like a combo between Dermo's Kumite Challenge and the island fights or the, the ultimate team fights that Dan B used to do and the JCW that Hogan did. This is, it's just rocket bike challenge. It's an, it's an enduro race and we're figuring out the rules as we go along, but with you in, that would make six and that's a good number. Yeah, okay. we were, we were going to kind of do like a demonstration of what we're going for and then open it up to everybody. Gotcha. On the uh, the Facebook group, does it have like, um, what do you call it? Do you, or do you share works in progress or do you share just pictures of, of things to inspire? Well, this started last week. Okay. <laughs> There's gotcha. not a lot of material to review. Okay. Yeah, I can make it work. I'll do it. I'm in. All right. Weaponized or not? And that's still up in the air. John says yes. I say no. Dennis says no. Nobody else has, has said anything. I wanted to keep it like an enduro race. Like different tracks, different obstacles, but it's not necessarily a death race so that we don't have to worry about, you know, Mad Max type customs. I'm just right. saying I like to cheat. If one of you gets a red turtle shell up your behind, it wasn't me. <laughs> So I'm open to your opinion. Once you once you take a look at it, chime in and decide if, if we need it or not. I mean, it's, we can always add weapons. It's just tough to take them off once we have them on there. No, I mean, I if if uh, I kind of see what you you're going for, and I would say no weapons. I just I have 
vehicle parts that have guns on them and stuff I could use, but I could also, I think it's almost more of a challenge to try to make it without guns. Correct. It's really supposed to be more of a sport bike than a, you know, dreadnought machine. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I can I can do that. Dig it. That makes me happy. I'll gather up parts tonight. <laughs> All right. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy now. <laughs> I can totally see Jeff using this as ammo now. I invited you to my project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, I see what the angle is here. <laughs> right? Done. <laughs> Not that, you know, I'd ever expect you to, you know, return the favor or anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you we plan really far out ahead. If you if you, uh, if you come up with a good, uh, some character concept, then, then go for it. We've got stuff planned out a year and a half from now, so. No, no, you you guys play your own thing. Apparently, I can come up with my own ideas. And have other well, we, people do it. We've used your ideas before, though, too, so. Wait, which one? We used a uh, megawatt. You didn't even win that contest, and I used them anyways. <laughs> that was, was that a? I felt like that was kind of backhanded. Was that a backhanded compliment? It was no, a, it was a side. It was uh, the the voting. You came in second. I can't. Um, what's his name? Keep it clean. Customs came in first with his uh figure and vehicle, but yours came in second with megawatt. And you're like, man, that's that. You had Billy, I think, right up the bio or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, that is, that's perfect. And it was like, it was too good to like not use. So it was just like, well, I'll just tell them we're going to, we're going to use it anyways. So we did, I, we did, I loved it. Aww. I know, right? Makes you want to slap Bucky's bald head and then lick it. (laughs) Nope. No, don't. We've had it. (laughs) Only seven more months or so. Right? Mm -hmm. See you in Chattanooga. On that note, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll get some stuff together and uh, I'll watch for the invite. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys later, I suppose. All right. Bye, Bucky. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Once again, the world is a safe place to be. Thanks to the G.I. Joe team of experts. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. So, Bucky likes to cut and run as soon as possible. Absolutely. He's not like Dennis, who likes to draw it out as long as he can, and... Wait, what did I say before when we weren't recording? (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. He likes to get his entire pig licked. Oh, things are taking a turn, and I am with Adam, and I don't need to go get a beer. What? What did I say? I don't know, but out of all the people that slapped Bucky's bald head and licked it, I was probably the happiest. Yes, that happened. Yeah, I don't My know. mama's talking to me, trying to tell me how to live. I feel like more people probably took it in the Papa John Educational Center over the weekend and listened to the podcast, so I, I don't feel like we're blowing <laughs> up the spot or anything. So. Wow, I'm so glad I turned on the recording for that. <laughs> Not wrong, though. Not wrong. <laughs> and you're a cheap customizer. I am beyond cheap. He was like, I never thought to squeeze it. And I said, well, the first thing that happens when anybody hands me anything is I squeeze it. I forgot what that screw... Yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. That Jeff wasn't invited to help with. Um, (laughs) Still still hurts. Still hurts. So we got to hold a mat, and uh, he was all over it. He's he's like an encyclopedia for that stuff. Yeah. That's why I didn't get invited, John. Yeah, that's why. So... (laughs) (laughs) I think Matt's got
not his. Uh, I think Matt's mute button is reversed. Matty, Matt, 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 <laughs> he sounds like Andre the Giant from Princess Bride for some reason. I think our lives would be better if that was what Jeff sounded like all the time. I want you to go in and redub all his lines from this podcast in that voice. <laughs> Hello, this is John. Okay. Uh, no, I've, I've messed up. I've, now he sounds like Corky from Life Goes On. This is this is not good. No, that'd be a good song to play at the end of the podcast. They <laughs> can't see the look of contempt. What? Don't judge me. You don't know. That's what they do. That's all they do. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I can't believe how much you move your hands and arms when no one's around. I talk with my hands. No one's around to see it. Can you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Single chub sausage right there. I'm back. What did I miss?